Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. It's not an easy road. It's a hard road. Because... Jesus says, it's a road, well, that has to go and be lived by the way and the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if I'm going to be a Christian and I want to end up in heaven, I have to enter through the narrow gate, which puts me on a narrow road. Mankind has a natural inclination towards independence and autonomy. The idea of someone telling us there's only one way to go about doing something often offends our pride and ego. When it comes to eternity and salvation, our countenance can quickly take a turn for the worst, and the discussion can become rather heated. In today's message, Pastor Mark teaches us the reality of our eternity and the two paths that are available to take. In our study, we learn about the narrow road that leads to Jesus and the broad road that leads to death and destruction. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, Your Final Destination. is every other religion in the world. From Buddhism to Hinduism to the Mormons to the Jehovah Witness to every other religion to pagan religions and all every other religion falls into the wide, the broad gate. The, The wide gate. What is it? It's man. It's man deciding how he can get to God through good works, through church membership in the Buddhism and so forth, through, you know, worshiping idols, uh, giving to the priest your fruit. You set the fruit out for the day to the front of the Buddha idol that gets you right with God. So religion is always do. It's always man doing something to be good enough. The wide gate. And that's, it's every other religion in the entire world. And that's hard for us because it, it pins Christianity and Christ against every other world religion. Done or do. Now, Wednesday night, we went through a part of Joel chapter two, and it talked about Yom Kippur. For those of you that have a Jewish background, we, on 
Wednesday night and Thursday, the Jewish people celebrated Yom Kippur. See, Yom Kippur goes back to the Old Testament when Jesus, when God said, well, you have to kind of take care of your sins until my son comes. So here's this temporary way to do it. And you remember the high priest would go in once, once a year to the Holy of Holies and they'd kill these animals and, and sacrifice the blood. One went off into the wilderness and one was killed and the sins of the people were put on the, the animal and that the shedding of blood pictured their sins being forgiven. And it was a joyous, it was an incredible holiday. Well, now what do the Jews do on Yom Kippur? Well, there's no temple. There's no, they don't sacrifice animals anymore. It's just a day of thinking about, well, I, I knew I did these bad things. I'm sorry for them, but I know I did enough good giving and doing to people over here. So my good outweighs the bad. God grades on the, on the curve. See, Judaism has become like every other religion. It's, it's due Well, Paul was a Jew until he met Jesus. And he got tired of doing. And he wrote this, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, 4. It's by grace you've been saved through faith. And that's not of yourselves. It's not man's way. It's God's way. It is a gift from God. You can't earn it. You can't be good enough. In fact, it's not by works. So we have these incredible contrast of how we get to God. It all starts with a gate. It all starts with a gate. How do I get there? Do I get there by my good works or do I get there by Jesus Christ's work on the cross? Wide, man's way. Narrow, God's way. But once I walk through the gate, We come to the second illustration Jesus used, two roads. The broad road, Jesus says, is following myself. I do my thing, but actually you can only serve either God or Satan, so I'm actually following Satan. The broad road, doing life myself, remember the song? I did it my way. That's what the broad road is. And it's an easy road. Say it with me this morning, and you got to put a little emphasis in Easy road. Come on, here we go. Easy road. If you were down in the South Beach last night, was it an easy road? Yes. If you're in Las Vegas tonight, is most of Las Vegas an easy road? Well, sure it is. Because what the easy road is, the easy road just means I define what life is like. The Bible says man did what he decided was right in his own eyes. So it's an incredible life. It looks like it's an incredible life of this, well, tolerance. Anything goes, it's permissiveness. It's self-indulgent. It's just filled with pleasure. There's no guidelines. There's no boundary. Everybody just, well, it's an easy road. I'm going to get to heaven because I'm good enough. In between now and then, I just decide what the guidelines are. And actually, for many, there are no guidelines. Just do what's right. Now, you don't want to murder people and kill people. But other than that, you just do what's right. The easy road. Well, Jesus contrasts that with the narrow road. The narrow road is not following self. It's following Jesus. And it's a hard road. It's not an easy road. It's a hard road. Because Jesus says, 
It's a road, well, that has to go and be lived by the way and the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if I'm going to be a Christian and I want to end up in heaven, I have to enter through the narrow gate, which puts me on a narrow road. How interesting. We just got back from Israel and we spent some time a few years ago. You couldn't do this, but we went through Hezekiah's tunnel. And it's an incredibly narrow tunnel. In fact, with those of us with backpacks kind of had to put them in front of us and walk like this because you, you couldn't even get through the tunnel because of how narrow it was. You could have never pulled your, your suitcase with you or whatever. You'd have never made it through it. So Jesus says, the gate is narrow. And once you go through the gate, well, the road is narrow. Jesus says, when you come through the, the narrow gate... You have to leave some things behind. You you can't come your way. You can't come with your will. And when you get on the narrow road, it's the same. There's no room for this. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I'll, I'll leave that behind. Still got my thing here. No. No. When when I come to God, I don't come my way and I don't live my way. I follow God. So I have to leave some things behind. Because it's very narrow. You say, well, I don't, I don't think that's very scriptural. <laughs> At least I hope it isn't. It is. When Jesus calls his disciples, you remember? It says they left their nets and they followed him. See, if I'm going to be on the narrow road, through the narrow gate, going to the right destination... I have to leave some stuff behind. And the stuff I have to leave behind is really me. I have to deny myself. I have to take up my cross, which is going by his will. And I have to follow Jesus Christ. See, the reason some of you are miserable, you're trying to make it on a narrow road by doing your thing. It's a disaster. It doesn't work. Now, when I get on this narrow road... It's hard sometimes. It's a road that are defined. There are boundaries on the narrow road. There's a lifestyle to live. It is somewhat restrictive. As I get on that, it's a life of discipleship. It's a life of commitment. It's a life of, well, it involves some persecution. It involves trouble. It is hard. Now, you you won't hear that a lot. Well, Pastor Mark, if the Christian life is hard, I don't think I want it. Wait wait, 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 wait a minute. Let's think about the destination. See, the narrow gate and the narrow road lead to heaven. You won't hear a lot of Christian programming What you're going to hear from Jesus. This is me speaking. This is Jesus. He said the road's narrow. What you hear from Christian programming and Christian programming, just come to God any way you want. Ask your forgiveness of your sins. Matt, you come come to the Lord or not, have a great life. That's not the life. That's that's not even close to the life. Well, I became a member back in first whatever, back in 22 years ago. And man, I just kind of doing my own thing. Where do you expect to end up? 
Well, that, they told me that's the Christian life. Well, that's not what Jesus says. You can't do it your way. It is a hard life. And that's all I have to say to you today. <laughs> How many want to accept a hard life? Come on, Doc. No. It's not only that. There's incredible benefits to serve Christ. Let me show you an example of it. How many of you who are now Christians wish, and I want you to keep your hand up, then look around. How many of you that are now Christians wish you would have come to God sooner in your life? Let me see your hand. Look around. No, why is that? Because you like persecution. You like the hard life. You just like being miserable all the time. You wish you'd have been miserable sooner. No, it's because it is hard. It is a life of commitment. It is a life of discipleship. But it is an incredibly wonderful life. Why? Well, number one, we get to walk with God. On this road, we have God. We have his word to guide us. This is such a beautiful thing. Jesus is talking about how to raise their families, how to be a good employee, how to get to heaven. I mean, all of the above are here. We also get comfort and wisdom and strength every day. We get fellowship with other Christians. I was waiting for an amen, but I guess you're not interested in that. (laughs) We get joy and peace. I have peace today. And most of all, I know where I'm going. And I'm going to spend there a lot more time than here. Vernon McGee, a great Bible expositor, used an illustration. I wish I'd have thought of it, but I'm going to use it. I'll expand on it, but this is his principle. He says, the broad road and the narrow road is like a funnel. You see, when a non-believer chooses the broad road, no rules, everything's cool. At the start, it's incredible. It's broad. It's wide open. Have it your way. Live whatever lifestyle you want. It's incredible. But before long, it gets narrow. It gets narrow because it's an empty life. Sin is hard. The fun kind of goes out of it. There's no purpose. There's no meaning. We're floundering. And it gets so narrow. At death, it ends in destruction. Right there. You see, that life starts like this, and we go, wow, I like it, man. You Christians have it. Go ahead. I'm just, I was not careless. I'm living life. And like Solomon did. The longer he went pleasing himself, life came like this. And it was so empty, he discovered before he died, choose a different life. If that's you today, this is where you're headed. It's miserable. You weren't created to live that kind of life. See, Satan has come to steal kill and destroy and he'll take your whole it looks good at first he'll take your whole life and it'll be nothing when you finish now how about the christian life well it's it's a narrow gate and it's, it's a narrow road it starts about like this there it is 
That's where you begin life. Man. I told you, was it narrow? Very narrow. It's only Jesus. Had to leave my suitcase behind. It, it starts very narrow. But what happens before long? Who? Who? Watch. It just gets better and better and better. Because, see, he's come to give us life and life abundantly. And before long, whoo, we're in heaven. And in between this, I understand. See, see, it, it starts like this. But then we go, well, it's not too bad. And before long, life is filled with excitement and purpose and meaning. And we have hope and joy and peace. And we go, yeah, I, I, I'm still following God. But this is an incredibly abundant life. And look what happens. Uh, when I'm done, I'm in heaven. I'll take it. I'll take it. Where are you this morning? Jesus says, there's two roads. There's two gates. He warns us. I came up with two verses I want to show you to show what I think of the Christian life. The wow is me. It's not the Bible. <laughs> the life of the godly is full of light and joy. Say it with me. Wow. Is it? Absolutely. The next one. You have made known to me the path of life. In other words, as I start on this life, he, I'm following Jesus. He makes known the steps that I need to do. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I'm not blindly walking this. I know exactly what he wants me to do. And while I'm doing it, he fills me with joy. Right now, incredible. And then when I get to heaven, well, there's eternal pleasures at his right hand forevermore. How about a wow this morning? Wow. He said, can you really like say wow in church? Is it okay? <laughs> when you and I get to heaven, it's going to be a lot of wows. But before we get there, there's a lot of wows right now, aren't there? Jesus says there's two gates and there's two roads. Then he says there's two crowds. Notice how he defined the two crowds. Many, few. What is Jesus saying? This is a prophecy. This is a prediction. You see, when you and I, if you drive into a town and you don't know the town and you drive into it at lunch, you're looking to go to a restaurant to eat. You drive by a restaurant. I know you've done this. And you see this sign and you go, well, that looks like a great place to eat. Eat, And your wife says, honey, there's one car in the parking lot. It's got to be the owner only. <laughs> what do you do? You just keep on trucking. Until you find lots of cars. Because that means there must be good stuff inside. Jesus says the opposite. He says when he looked from that 2,000 years ago and he looked to the end of time, he said there's going to be very few people relatively who choose the narrow gate and the narrow road. Why? Why? One reason is because you and I, and understand my terminology, haven't been very good salesmen. We haven't told people how incredible it is to serve God. In fact, sometimes we're kind of like the other way. And you go to church again. You know, a couple weeks ago, I had this stupid marriage seminar trying to work on my marriage. 
God help me, just give me a new wife. That'd take care of it. <laughs> and now they got this fun day at the church. Com- Can you imagine a comedy day at a church? My kids are bugging me. I got to come there. And you're telling this to a non-believer. And then you say to him, hey, by the way, our church is pretty excited. Would you like to come next week? He's going, huh? Let me ask you a question. And I mean it in a very positive way. When's the last time you invited someone to this church? Well, Pastor Margaret, it's not my gift. I don't have time for that kind of stuff. Really? No, the reason you're here is to be a mouthpiece. Most people think church is boring. They're after your money. You certainly couldn't learn anything that's practical. You'd have to sit for an hour. And in this church, an hour and a half, that's hell in itself right there. (laughs) You shouldn't have laughed. That was the wrong place to laugh. (laughs) Who's going to change their thinking? If you're a Christian, raise your hand this morning. You're going to change their thinking. Because you care enough to open your mouth and invite. I want to challenge you. we got two or three more weeks of these warnings. They're all about our eternal destination. You pray about inviting somebody next week. God, burn it into their hearts when they leave this place. Not because, well, I invited somebody. Now I know that coming. That's okay. No, no. Put it in your heart. You see... The crowd on the road to destruction is many. On the road to salvation, few. Well, then why should I even... I mean, few sounds pretty small. Well, few isn't small. I want to show you a verse from Revelation. This is a picture in heaven. Notice, there's over 6 billion people on the world right now. We know probably at least a quarter of those people are born again, love God with all their heart. That's a lot of people. Look in heaven. Revelation 7, 9. After this, I saw a vast crowd. This is saved, people. Got on the right road, got to the right destination. I saw a vast crowd. Too great to count. Hallelujah. Too great. Well, where'd they come from? West Melbourne? No, they came from Mims and West Melbourne. No, look where they came from. From every nation and tribe, and people, and language. And what were they doing? Standing in front of the throne before the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to that day. By the way, that's a wow. Because that means people from all over the world, from all generations, made the right choice. But here's a key I want to give you. We'll back up for a second. We learn a principle from this. Following the majority is not a wise thing to do quite often. Because Jesus says the majority is wrong. You say, well, I'm just going to follow the crowd here. Careful. The majority was wrong. The people that are going down the broad road, they're wrong. And lastly, there are two destinations. Not many of us are keen on the idea of limiting the ways in which we can go about accomplishing certain goals or objectives. When it comes to eternity and salvation, putting a limit on the way we can achieve it will quickly stir up controversy or even anger. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark taught us about the only option we have for the life of salvation. 
That salvation comes through none other than God's one and only Son, Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Living a life of regret is one of the most burdensome mental states that we can live in. From affecting our work to hindering our relationships with others, many of us would agree that regret is never fun. In our next message, Pastor Mark takes this burden to a whole new level by teaching us about the ultimate regret that rejectors of Christ will experience. With this lesson in mind, we'll learn the importance of sharing our faith with others each and every chance we get. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is given